everybody, I want to welcome our new sponsor to the podcast, Webstone, who is a brand of Nipco. They want to help you work smarter, whether it's behind the wall or in the mechanical room. Webstone can save you time and money on your next job. So check out all their professional-grade products, from the Pro-Pal T-Union ball drain, all the way to the tankless water heater service valve kits and pump flanges. They've got a lot of cool stuff. Check them out at webstonevalves.com. Thank you, Webstone, for sponsoring the Make Trades Great Again podcast. So cool. I'm jealous. It is. It is a cool place, you know, surrounded by ocean. One mile, one direction, another mile, the other direction. It's lots of water views. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'm assuming that's where the house-style Cape Cod came from. I'm going on a limb, Eric. I think you're right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Make Trades Great Again podcast. Uh, Today, Andy and I welcome a guest host on with us, Kevin Saunders, owner of Seaside Gas in Cape Cod, uh, Massachusetts. Kevin, thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate the offer. Thank you. It's a pleasure. It's It's an honor. Thank you. Andy, we were going to talk about a lot of different things uh, this last week, but you and I decided to talk about, uh, since we're having Kevin on, to talk about annual services, right? Uh, Really, what is, but what does that mean to anybody when we say annual service? And really, that's ultimately what I want to talk about. So, Kevin, we follow you on uh, Instagram. That's how we met in the first place. We've actually met in person and... um, all three of us have met in person, actually, uh, right. at AHR. The, the big thing that sticks out for me is I've learned so much from you and what you guys show. You do a lot of boiler systems. You do a lot of replacement work. And you do repairs and stuff for all your customers, right? That's correct. You take after-hours calls, service calls, it, you know, annual maintenance, that kind of thing? Everything. And, Andy, you're doing annual ma- I mean, anybody that's listened to the podcast knows that what we're up to. But, you know, I do a lot of maintenance. I'm really starting to push it even more than ever before because I've got some software that helps me do that. But, you know, I've had some discussions with different people and Andy, you might, well, you and I have talked about it quite a bit, but um, you got anything to add on, you know, like really ultimately what annual service means to you and your company before we get really deep into this? I look at annual maintenance as just basically that, that once over um, you know, is, is, is our heating system ready for, ready to go to work? Um, you know, what, what kind of problems did it have last fall? I, that's, that's kind of our direction with it anyway. I mean, hopefully we're doing annual maintenance, not because somebody's having issues. We're doing annual maintenance because we're there as a preventative. That's, that's the way I guess I, I sell it usually as, as less of an annual maintenance. I sell it as a preventative maintenance. Um, it's. I think it's easier for me to to sell it that direction, and and uh, our, my customers seem to be rep, uh, receptive of, of it. Kevin, what do you call? Do you call it maintenance? Do you call it checkup? Do you try to get in there once a year? Can you just describe to us what you do with your customers, whether it's heating or cooling or whatever it is? Yeah, we get kind of the best of both worlds here. Um, we have, you know, we call it more like annual maintenance. It just we try to get you get your foot in the door. You're putting a visual on it, set of eyes. Whether you prevent something or not, you know how that goes. You can you know have Mrs. Smith. You know you're there doing 
preventable maintenance and then a month later there's no heat but you, you know you can't see everything it's just more or less especially with high efficiency equipment you're looking for the small leaks you're looking for the necessary stuff that all this new equipment requires as well as to maintain warranty for the future of things uh, down the road uh not that i've had any of the companies call you out like i want to see the maintenance records i've never had that not once i just got my first one here on a boiler that i put in 10 years ago we've serviced routinely and i don't know what I say we've serviced it routinely, but it's one of the things that we've started doing recently is more on the water quality side of things. Yep, that's and coming. I just, I just actually got a lock and lock and bar denied a, a, a WHM heat exchanger, ten years old, got a big cauliflower growth at a failed weld. I mean, but they're they're trying to deny it, saying that it's you know poor water quality, and I'm going well. Okay, yeah. what <laughs> they're going to get more strict as time comes uh, all these companies with water that's why you see the european market um they they use flush kits they are real big on stuff like this because they've already been down the road they know and so their manufacturers are like requiring we want to see water qualities where we've had a couple uh htp i don't think i don't know if those are big in in your area or not um they're made out here in rhode island uh, i know fall river in massachusetts and uh they want when you call in a warranty. They want a sample of something. You know, they want to see what the water quality is. So yeah. it comes down to you know, just I think it's I think it's just it's good to put your foot in the door. It also what it does I think for annual maintenance, it's a reminder for your customers that you're still here. Yep. You know well, what else do you offer? Well, see, but that's where I wanted to. That's all good points, and that's bringing me into my next or one of the questions I wanted to ask you kevin and andy so let me set the backdrop though you know you you talk about letting your customers know you're still there or whatnot i think a lot of contractors the big shops the big service the big the contractors that are doing like these uh memberships to their cut their company as a customer things like that i think that they look at maintenance as a number one like a selling tool First and foremost, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that necessarily, but I don't know that they're, you know, I don't. Okay. Here's why I say that. How can (laughs) I see these ads that go for 99 bucks of, you know, we'll come in and give your, your forced air furnace, your air conditioner, your boiler, whatever it is that you have. We'll come in for $99 and we'll do our checklist, our 15 point checklist or something like that. And I think in my head, like there are there are jobs that I won't leave my shop for $99 for. And to be honest and to be honest with you, yeah, to be honest with you in my, you know, the scale of my business being one man, I can't make up for a lot of overhead or anything like that. I got to go out and produce $99 is not going to get me to somebody's house to check out their furnace. You know what I mean? Or their boiler. Let, let me tell you what they're doing. So this is how they operate, especially some of the large ones, which I follow some of these owners. Um, they have, uh, they're big, man. They they bring in, you know, we're talking 90 million bucks a year, some of these big shops. And it's a lost leader for them. They don't care about that. Their Their whole deal is to sell, 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 and more sell. That, that's it. They want their technicians in there and that's all they're doing ma'am you need a new one ma'am you need a new one 
that's how they roll. And I get that because, I mean, I'm I'm a candid guy with my sales. I tell it like it is. I got nothing to hide. You know, they don't like it. That's too bad. Right. You know, but I think the bigger shops really push that. And, and I do see that. It's a it's a huge revenue generator. You know, we do annual contracts. We have maintenance contracts um, across the board. And, and everyone wants it. Everybody wants it. The moment we're putting a burner in, all my guys get, hey, they get in the truck. They We have software, so they just type in, hey, customer wants an MA. We call it maintenance, MA, the maintenance agreement. And sure enough, that's what they do. Deb draws it up. They find out how much, how many piece, other pieces they have in the house. And we write it up, customized to every single house. And it's a very simple thing that we do because we, we've got to keep it simple. Um, there's yep. many complicated ways of doing it, but I... Uh, went a different direction because it was just like, okay, we can't have this and this. And it's just, uh, no, I'm not picking and choosing here. Let's keep this per piece, you know? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Cause it does get super confusing, you know, track, just, just trying to keep, let alone tracking like what the customer has, but tracking who and when, and you know, yeah. Then you throw and you throw IAQ equipment in there for yeah. those who don't know what IAQ indoor air quality, you throw that in there. You know, okay, how much for that? How much for this? You know, just no, keep it simple. I'm I'm a T and M guy. Everything's time and materials for us. Everything. So, even your ma- even your maintenance stuff? Absolutely. So you well, but you must have a book that basically or you know, you guys have a price list of what you're gonna charge for a annual boiler service. So really isn't that kind of a flat rate approach? No. Um so 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 yeah, so yeah, it is a flat rate. I'll use it for an example. Um, I'm going to use an outlandish number because I'm not telling my numbers on. That's fine. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so they have a boiler and a water heater, basic boiler and water heater. It's 500 bucks for the year. What they get out of that is an, us to come out and look at the equipment, give it the once over, and then if they call any time, therefore after. We charge to go out at a discounted rate, and any of the material is discounted. So they're always paying. Okay. <laughs> and that 500 is more or less like some companies are actually calling that like a membership. Yeah, you can call it a membership. Or if, if you think about it, it's smart to call it a membership. Why? How many memberships does your family have that pays for Netflix? Right. right. Amazon, all that so yeah it's a um, number that people are familiar or a a name that people are familiar with yeah and if you can get it to be billing on on a credit card on you know you give people like hey pay for it in full or pay for it on a monthly basis which we haven't gotten that far yet because we we our contracts have just finally um started to um we're weeding weeding out and leveling out so to speak not trying to get rid of people but trying to get everyone um across the board the same it was a hot mess for a bit, a real hot mess. So, and, yeah. it, you know, so we finally got it even. It's going to take two. We figured it was going to take two years, probably going to lose some people, but oh, well, that's just the way it is. They always come back usually. And then we'll, um, then we're going to go to something a little different that my son had came up with an idea, which I'm not going to um, mention here, but um, that's how we're going to roll with it that way. So new direction, new pricing structure. Basically you you're trying to get everybody paying the same on a probably on a you know like a a checklist of how many appliances and stuff you guys are going to cover, but it's per per piece yeah. per piece, yeah. Per piece. 
Huh. That makes a lot of sense. It's, it easy to, it, it's easy to figure out. It's easy to figure out and across the board and doesn't make difference. Now you take some of the houses that we have, like we'll have like, you know, say, you know, seven, eight, 10, 12 systems in one home. Oh, wow. they don't get, they don't, we don't do maintenance agreements for those people. Everything's T and M for those people. They're, and you got to understand you get a house like this. It's a different level of client. They don't even give a shit what's going on. Just show up and fix it. They just, right. they just don't want to be uncomfortable. They, they want to be uncomfortable. And you very rarely interact with those those folks. You're usually interacting with caretakers or yeah. um, you have a set of keys and you're there during the times that they're not there because this is one of their many homes. Well, okay. So I didn't want this to be entire. I don't want to completely abandon service contracts, maintenance no. agreements, things mm-hmm. like that. I want I, I want us to keep talking about that. But it sure. but just to just to change the subject or a little steer it a little bit different direction. One of the things that was on my mind when I thought about this topic was um there's a guy that I know quite well. He used to work for the same company I did. Older gentleman ran their heating department. Now this guy specializes in air conditioners, heat pumps, forced air stuff. But he goes in for an annual maintenance uh, that he, as far as I know, um, signs contracts with companies or with with people annually saying similar. It sounds like maybe similar to what you just described. And that's not nothing crazy. Most people would say, yeah, you know, we charge this much a year. And then when they come, we give them a discount, that kind of thing. This guy says, I'll come in and, and, and get your your cooling system up and ready. And, you know, you'd be surprised what he gets for that. like four five six hundred dollars a year per system. Oh, yeah. and because oh, yeah. he go yeah but see he's going in and like by the book doing everything and so go ahead no no go ahead keep going no I, i'm it, with you on that and you can you could talk about like you know i'll i'm i'm more versed in the heating side of things so like if these people have a boiler he's gonna basically like flush the entire system He's going to filter it. He's going to do water quality control on the make, you know, on refilling it and, you know, inhibitors. And he's going to clean the burner and he's going to clean the heat exchanger and he's going to do all this stuff. He's going to check the venting with a, you know, I mean, literally check it one, one end of the another with like a camera or something. The guy's there for like six hours and this boiler service costs like $800, you know? And that's not parts or anything. Maybe it includes like an igniter. I don't want to, I don't know exactly what the guy, I just know it's a lot of money because I say that because I'm so used to saying, oh yeah, we do like an annual maintenance cleaning. You know, it's like 200 bucks, you know, that kind of thing. And And he gets it, right? He gets it. This guy gets it. And his customers, his customers, I know why his customers will pay it because they've trusted him once or twice. And then they've found out that nothing breaks or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, they just have heat. Their systems work. And if it doesn't, they'll call him and he comes and he fixes them. And I don't know if that's a charge at that point or what, but like he's doing what's supposed to be done. And I don't think many people understand how important that is, but most contractors have no clue. No, you're absolutely right. Um, so that's kind of where we have. We have like my son. We kind of pulled him from installations. Um, not Christian that does most of the boilers, but my other son, Casey. Um, where, and then we have Damien. So this is all, all he does. So you limit how many they have in a day because you have to, because you, if these people, I'm, I'm kind of on that same train as that fella. So, um, you, you give the time to that client. You're there. 
for a while, especially with air conditioning. It changes. A, it's a whole nother dynamic versus boilers. Right. Way more, way more going on. You have two pieces usually. You got, and there's more cleaning involved. And um, that right there, when people ha- see like, man, this, man this, this, this guy's been here for like three fucking hours. Oops, sorry, I swore. Uh, um, that's a, that's three, okay. Okay, for three hours, like damn, and and, and they let they love it. They like they feel they feel pampered, right? Well, so point I was going to make, you know, there's a lot I think that can come out of what we just talked about. Why I bring that up in the first place. So I was telling Andy about this off, you know, off there a while back. We kind of talked about this guy, you know, or the concept of this guy going in and doing like these very elaborate uh, services, which, you know, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that at all. I'm just saying I I am pointing it out because I I don't believe it's a norm in my area whatsoever. Um, But you, you brought up a good point. These customers like it. They think that they're, you know, they're really getting their money's worth, which leads me to the next, you know, my question to you, do you guys have like a checklist? Uh, Either one of you, Andy, Kevin, you know, do you go back to the customer and say, this is what we did or before you start, this is what we're going to do. But like, do you have a way to prove to them that you did that? Or do you think that it's even uh, necessary? I mean, I'm literally asking you, I guess, for my own good. I'd like, you know, I'm trying to redo my kind of rethink myself, my processes on, on this. And one of the things that came up in a discussion I had with somebody recently and I heard about it. I uh, heard some guys, other guys talking about it on a podcast too. Is like, if you do this service, how do you prove to them that you did that? I mean, so what if you're there for like three hours? To, you know, I've heard of people falling asleep in attics before. You know, so there's three hours right there. You know, we we don't have a checklist per se. Um, should we have a checklist? Yeah, you know, it, it probably would be nice to put a level a level playing field on everything. Um, I've thought about it. It's always one of those things that I'm like, oh yeah, it's going to take some time to put this checklist together. How do we cover everything? You know, and, and like Kevin was just saying, every system has some differentiating fact about it. Um, you know, do we have, you know, does the system a glycol system? Is it, you know, or do we have air handlers in it? Do we have makeup water? You know, if it was, if it is glycol, is the makeup water on? You know, what kind of what kind of things are we looking at that are going to give us some indicators? Um, and that, that's, that's one of the things that I, I've, I've often thought about, like, you know, it'd be really nice to have that dedicated checklist that was like, this is what we do on a boiler service. Cause when somebody calls and says, why do you want to charge me $500 for a boiler service? Well, this is what we're going to do. So it, I haven't, I haven't developed that checklist and I've, I've started it several times and I need to finish it. Hundred percent. So it, it is right. We don't have one either. Um, I don't have you know fifty guys. I only have two service guys than myself. So um, it's pretty easy. They already know what to do. Uh, our customer base is is trusting. They know that we're showing up. They know we're going to be there. They know we're taking care of it. They don't. I've never been questioned well, once, and you know, I get I, your, your point. Ahead. I, I know I get where you're going with that. It's for future or any questions someone calls on the phone. Um, because you do get the Tom, Dick, and Harry that's out there. And you see it. Like I drive into Boston and I'll see, get your AC tuned up or your heating system tuned up on a 
lit billboard for fifty nine ninety nine. Right. And you're like, hey, that guy's getting screwed. Well, that guy that guy's getting an air conditioning service for fifteen ninety nine or for fifty nine ninety nine. And and the fifty nine ninety nine is is the fifty nine bucks gets you gets them in the door and they sell them a new air conditioner and a you furnace. get it right exactly yeah. that's what yeah. that is it doesn't matter if it's broke or not well but see I guess you guys are proving the point though what I you know what I'm thinking and I'll share that with you in my head is you know you go in you don't have a checklist you they have to take you for your word they trust you you've done service for them for years. Hell, they just met you and they, but they like you because their neighbor recommended you. All that's good, except for you're going to meet customers, whether they're new or or change their attitudes towards you or whatever. Maybe you just maybe they're just having a bad day, and they might question what you did. Like just having that checklist to show them, but it's not even necessarily about the checklist to show the customer. I'm thinking. You know, I don't have to worry about anybody else but myself, but I do have to worry about myself most days. I have to tell you, I get distracted. I make a freaking Instagram video or I open my phone and there's a text there or whatever. You know, I think having that checklist, I know, first of all, I don't have one. Uh, I need to make one and I'm going to make it a priority before this next heating season because I'm probably not doing everything I'm supposed to be doing when I'm out there. I'm just going to say it. I mean, I'll be the guy that says that. I'll just, it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong or if it's true or not. I'm just going to say, I probably make mistakes that I don't even realize are there because I'm not keeping track of what I'm doing. So our software that we use, um, we can enable checklists based on tasks. So you could have so, it built right into your software then. Yeah. And they can't close out their work order until they actually complete the checklist. What what software are you using? If you we use Field Edge, Field Edge, okay, yeah, and we've been using it for about a year now, and um, it's um, much more familiar and it's working good. We we tried a few different things. We just we just been so flipping busy. Uh, I haven't had time to kind of dive into that yet, you know. Yeah, um, and it is pretty simplistic for checklists. You know, there's usually you know. 12 points to a boiler, roughly about 12 points to an AC system at which you're going to touch um, and look at, um, especially with air conditioning. Um, I'm a big believer. Um, you know if AC is working, you don't have to put your gauges on it. Never, never put your gauges on it. We're not doing that. Uh, so many guys, hey, I put my gauge. Can, can we get people like, hey, did you check the freon? I'm like, well, uh, no. I, I'm not putting my gauges on your system. It's been working. We, we do it by temperatures. Temperatures tell you everything. Um, same with boilers too, you know, you get that temperature thing, but boilers, you get a little more, it's, there's, there's not so much critical involved where it comes to AC. There's more critical issues with, with Freon than there is boilers. So it's two different beasts, but you know, it's all kind of the same, you know? Right. Well, okay. So even further on that subject, I, you know, I'm going to beat this dead horse till it's, you know, buried in the ground, but let's say you take on a new customer and maybe Kevin, maybe you guys don't take on a lot of new customers. I know you have a lot of existing or returning customers. I get that, but you know, we're always, we're not in this business to just stay in business. We're also in this business to, you know, replace the ones that leave things like that. So you get that customer that says, okay, yeah, uh, I, I agreed to have you out. You're right. You know, I knew it was going to cost $400 and you do that service and you're there, but like, I guess, What's what these people? I 
these people, they don't know what we do. If something isn't broken, like literally wasn't working before I got there and now it is, that's a very obvious, like, here's what it costs. <laughs> you know, you're not going to argue with me that, or you don't have a lot of argument with me because now it's working. But when I, when I don't have that checklist or something, uh, I guess that's my point. I guess I'm making the argument for the checklist that, you know, if I had that checklist, I, I came, they don't know what the hell I did, but I could show them if they cared. Maybe that one customer that's kind of going to question what, what you do. Maybe that helps in that situation. Maybe I don't even have a question. Maybe I'm just making a blank statement <laughs> there, but. <laughs> so let me help you with that. So you get that one customer and you're going out for the first time and they have no idea from, you know, you, who you are, or what you do, other than, you know, their neighbor said, you're great. Okay, well, he's great. How do I know he's not, you know, down there just banging pipes together, right. making it sound right. good. Right. Right. So <clears throat> I think uh, that just comes into how you write your invoices up. You know, we did, we just don't write our invoices up and say, hey, we, um, we were in your basement. Right. Have a good day. Cut the check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, 600 bucks hey, everything looks good hey, basement's nice but the cap box next to the boiler <laughs> i think we should move it right but what can i say the cat likes the hot boiler no you're you're making no it makes a lot of sense what you're saying and i think actually that's kind of the things i'm thinking like how do you prove to them that you know they they made the right call you 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 know you didn't just bang a couple of wrenches Here's why. Here's how. Yeah. So when you when you do make that, and you know, listen, you don't need to have a a diatribe of information for them because less is better. Remember that. Always remember that. It is hundred percent. But if you take your stuff, um, say down the road, like a month from now, they call up. Hey, I got a situation, and you know, you guys were here a month ago. All right. Send the technician. I'll, I'll use my son for instance. He goes out. He says, "Hey, um, you know X Y Z is bad." I'm like, "All right. Well, when you were there, did you happen to notice anything? You know, especially being a young tech. You know, he doesn't have that sixth sense like like Gary talks about. There's that sixth sense as you become all of us here being experienced. You have that when you're in a basement and you see something. He might not. He doesn't have that yet. And he's like, "Well, no." I didn't happen to notice that. All right. Cool. Well, we got to address it. Just address it and write up on your slip when you're there. Um, no charge. Move on. So you're appeasing the customer because always. you can't. Yeah, because you're not really, you know, you're not in, you're not going to argue with them. I mean, if it, no. No, if it was something right. that you should have caught, you should have caught it. If it's something that's probably, you know, look, you most of the time. Help. Yeah, most of the time it's stuff's old and things break, you know. Let's right. be honest, you know. So it, Yeah, you, you have have that, the old stuff, you know. Stuff right. You yeah, those 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 are the kinds of um of of gestures I think that retain their their 100% customer retention. Um yeah. we we end up doing a few of those more than I like, but <laughs> there's you know, there's those that you just kind of go, well, that sucks. Um but the next time around, we're gonna we're gonna we'll it'll even out. Whatever. Um, it, it always evens out. Yep. It just does. You know, down the road, I I have customers that I shake my head at now. Where I'm like, because when I first went into business, that was my main thing. I was just by myself. I did 
service contracts where I included every single part included. Because yep. I came from the country club, the gas company. I worked for a union. For all you union guys listening, don't get your knickers in a knot now. But it was a country club. They gave everything away, and they charged like 10 bucks a month. So it was like $120 a year from your we fixed dryers, uh, stoves, grills, uh, you name it. Anything that was gas-driven, we fixed it. We replaced the parts for $126 a year. It didn't matter. We, we, we built boilers. You'd be like, But back in the day, it was, things were a lot simpler. You know that. Yeah. Thermocouples, fan switches, and things of that nature. So as I, as I evolved, I noticed that wasn't lucrative, okay, in the sense of, hey, wait a minute. Why am I, why am I paying for people's parts? That's their stuff. If I got a car that's not in warranty, I got to pay for that. Right. So should they? Okay. Right. Right. So it's and um, we. I found that this method of doing the way I do it, every, a customer pays for everything, no matter what, works out in both favors. And and to this day, we're changing stuff that were my customers from the beginning of time. Where I see my OG, I call it the OG sticker. We come across, we're like, oh, there it is. We're finally making that change. And I've been there and probably have given them once in a while, probably like, yeah, you're all set. Have a good day. Especially when it was just me and my billing was horrible. And people would be like, hey, you never billed me for that last two service calls. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, whoops. You yeah. know. When was or, I there? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't I even remember there? coming. <laughs> whoops. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. It's funny how that you know evolves, like you're saying, Eric. It's uh, you just gotta, you just gotta, um, you, know, you gotta be there for your people, and they're always right. And listen to them, and be like, all right, you know, have some empathy. That's a hard thing for us men, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's hard. It's hard when you ha- when a, you have a customer telling you. You know, you didn't do the job right, or they don't think that you did. You know, not necessarily so, so, people are telling you that kind of stuff, but no. So you listen to them, you take that, in and you and you go, all right, well, well, how can I help you? Throw that back at them, like, well, what would you like me to do? You know, and then sometimes, sometimes people. Here, I'll use a prime example. Customer, who did a new system for brand new. Did it in the fall, drained his house, plumber drained the house. We went there because of the new heating system. Say, hey, listen, the plumber's like 75 years old, still draining homes, you know, old time, and that's still still doing it. I'm going to send one of my guys over to make sure everything's on the furnace-wise. The condensate trap and, and the condensate pump have no water left in them because there's no way this old guy was going to figure that out on the high-efficiency furnace, you know. So we do it. <clears throat> Fast forward coming to now and turning on his system that we go, uh, the plumber shows up, does the, uh, we go make sure everything's ready for the plumber so he can just turn stuff on and walk out the door. He left a switch off because the condensate pump was being a commonly used with the dehumidifier and the furnace. So the condensate pump was wired with the, with the dehum. I believe, or a separate circuit. I'm not sure how the electrician did it, but either way, that switch was off, but the furnace was on, and it overflowed the pump. And we didn't use the pump switch, our bad, but it was just a regular basement with some nice 1932 tiles that were all broken and shitty, so this is where the story's going. (laughs) 
So <clears throat> the guy calls up and has a conniption fit on the phone. Because if you ever notice, I have I have ladies in the office, men. Most people will beat up on on them, but when I get on the phone, it's a whole nother situation. So, anyways, my office is all cranked up. I get it from Deb, Mariah, and I'm like, okay, just give me the guy's number. I'll deal with it. Let me have it. So I call him up. I'm like, hey, Paul, how are you? And the first words out of his mouth were, ha ha, I got your whole office up in a fucking roar, don't I? So I don't say anything. I just sit there on the phone. He's like, you there? I'm like, yeah. How can I help you? Oh, well, well, obviously you know the situation. I go, yeah. About the tiles that are 50 years old and broken to begin with? Those? He goes, yeah. I go, what about them? Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm going to sue you or anything or want you to pay for them. I'm like, oh, well, that's good. <laughs> so, so now he doesn't know what to say. I've diffused his anger by not engaging in his anger. And what happened was now he understood, like, okay, shit. So I said, what, what, how do you know we did this? I just asked him that. I said, what, what seems to be the deal? How'd that switch get off? And I said, I have no idea, Paul. I said, it's a mystery on itself. I go, let me give me a few days. I'm going to swing by the house, re- look at everything, and see if I can come up with a solution that's going to make you happy for down the road in case something like this happens again. Oh. You'll do that? Yeah, sure. So take care of it. Talk to Damien, the tech. I call him up. I'm like, hey, what's going on with this? Did you? He goes, no, I, you know, we turned it on. It was like almost like a brand new system. So I filled the condensate pump, turned everything on, made sure everything worked for the plumber. The plumber went in, saw a error message on the thermostat because it's a communicating system. Didn't realize that it was the, he just saw um, system malfunction because the outdoor air conditioner was in the off position. So he went downstairs and started flipping breakers. Guess which breaker he left off when he was doing it? The condensate pump. He didn't turn it back on. So, hence, once I find this information out and I came up with a solution, we're going to slip a pan under it, get everything all in series, so that way there's no issues down the road for his uh, really ancient tiles. (laughs) Um, I called him up and I said, hey, Paul. Just want to let you know what we found, and sure enough, it is is just the diffusion of people is is a big thing. You know, I think you gotta, like you said, Andy, you gotta you gotta take one on the chin and just hear their anger. But I I don't find it necessary to engage in their anger. No, I don't have time for that. No, and it never, you know, in my experience, it never ends well. It, you know, I mean, all all you end up with is I'm <clears throat> ultimately every time I've ever in, engaged in it is I end up pissed off. The customer's still pissed off. And more apt to jump on Google and be like, oh, let's leave a bad review. Bam. Or, or my, my whole thing is, is I'm going to get more money out of this guy down the road. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I'll treat him. I'll kill him with kindness. And he's like, yeah, no problem, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure. We'll, we'll solve what, it. What would you say, though? Maybe I'm, I think maybe I know the answer to this. But, you know, what would you say, though, that you go through that? you do what you can to hopefully appease this person. And listen, we both, we all know that there are people that just, even after that, they're not going to call you again. And that's fine. Maybe, maybe you just don't want that person as your customer, but what would you say about that? I mean, look, 
you you do oh, what you can, you know, and and even then you're just not. I mean, some people you're just not going to please. No, this is angry people in general in the world. This is people that like to bitch, right? You know, they're just the negative, the negative people. Um, you can't help that. You just move on. You know. You know, you hopefully, ever, you know, ahead, you ever sorry. you ever fire a customer? Oh yeah, I'd imagine That's those cool. are sometimes those types of people, right? Yeah, like we're done doing business. Find somebody else. I don't need your shit. You know, I just I don't have time for that. You know, <laughs> it's quite the twist from, hey, how do you get customers to come? You know, get back there every year and do this service to ah, we're we're done with you. See you later. <laughs> I, I, I think a lot of people leave. And Andy, maybe you'll contest to this. I mean, I, I don't know how many people you get working for your customer base, but you'll or, or you, Eric, in general. I mean, nothing's cheap nowadays. Oh no. And say that one customer that you did a job for back in 2002. And you haven't been there since then, you know? It's just, they're fix it when it breaks people. Right. It just broke. And you're there. And, you know, say, for instance, the guy's got a great memory, and you change the circulator then, you change the circulator now. And that guy remembers exactly what he paid. Or, you know, you know those folk are with their with their records, (laughs) you know? Yeah, <laughs> and they look it up like I'm like, hey, welcome to 2021. You yep. know, yep, um, yep. So. Run, run down to the run down to the lumber store and buy a bunk of two by fours for me, will you? Oh, <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because I've got I've got uh, proposals out there, estimates, call them whatever you want on uh, some projects that I had put out while there was snow on the ground and. Depending on when you hear this podcast, that might not have been very long ago here in Minnesota. But the fact of the matter is, is I've had to call everybody back. And this is off subject, of course, but related to what you just said, my my proposals are five days now. Like, I don't know what you guys are doing, but if I give somebody a price or something, that price is good for five days. If it's got equipment on it or anything like that. It, it, I, I know I, I um I've been ordering everything um just due to. Um, how we price in general, um, we're, we're pretty high on things. Um, but I do see like plywood cause I use a ton of it for the boilers and I'm like, Holy Christmas. <laughs> yeah. You guys are using like five. I'm looking at your older videos and I thought about that the other day, some old video you guys posted came up and, or that you did, you know, a boiler swap or something like that. And I saw there was like five sheets of plywood. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like we after tax three, retail yeah. with paint on it, that's like six hundred dollars worth of plywood. <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah, exactly. It's like oh my god, and now we just got a delivery. Uh, I think it was uh, thirty sheets to the shop, and it was uh, eighty eighty eight bucks a pop. You know, <laughs> and it's like oh my god, I was paying you know forty eight to sixty. It averaged, you know, because I use three quarter AC plywood because it, yeah. it it paint it paints nice and smooth. Yeah, and and um, I'm like man. This is insane. Yeah. Diamond plates looking really appealing right about now. <laughs> yeah. You're like, man, I might, yeah. Jeez, I might have to paint the concrete next, this next round. <laughs> yeah. Go in there with like some concrete stain or something. Hell, I could hire like a plaster and like do a finish coat on that, skim coat on yeah. that concrete and be like, what do you think of that? You know, like go some Venetian marble stuff or something. <laughs> it's probably cheaper. Hell, hell it's going to look nicer. You know that. Yeah. yeah, it is. You know, the cost of goods is is uh, up, and it's about to. I mean, it's about to. You know, probably go even more in the next couple of years. I'm sure. Right. You know? Yep. 
Yeah, it's it's changed a lot of how, you know, changed, I think, what all of us are doing or how we're doing it uh, in one way or another. Like, you you know, look, it, it's different for everybody. You know, back on track with this maintenance stuff, one of the notes I had written down on, on this episode that I wanted to make sure got brought up was just the integrity of everything. So there's a lot of contractors out there, whether they're one-man shows like me, a little bigger like Andy, bigger like you guys, or even these big shops. but you know, what, where, do, where do you guys stand on just, you know, whether you, do, have you ever had to, you know, discipline somebody that didn't do what they're supposed to do, but yet you charge a customer or anything like that? You know, I see, you, you hear horror stories or you see it, um, you know, firsthand customer calls you, says, we did this, we paid this contractor for this and now he won't come back or we paid him to you know, service our system in the spring and now our AC don't work. It's July 4th. We've got the family here for a barbecue, that kind of thing. And you know that there's just people out there, like you brought up earlier, just banging the wrenches or whatever. But, you know, the integrity side of things, how do you handle that when it comes to employees or or what do you have for advice to people that maybe are listening to, you know, just kind of hit, hit home on, you know, like do what you say you're going to do, that kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. I. You know, I I bring up to my guys a lot of times that um, they're not working for Mickelson Plumbing. They're working. They're they're representing me. Um, I've worked my ass off to try and get um, this company where it's at, and a lot of that is you know I've I've got three guys that are they're good. They're just they're just they're good people. They're good hands, um, and a lot of that has to be that same integrity the work that we're doing has to be perfect. Um, we're going to make mistakes. That's, you know what, that's, that sucks. They, they do. I've, you know, Eric, you and I've talked about this in the past. I've bought a lot of, you know, a handful of basement carpets. Uh, we've, we've bought some shampooing. We've, uh, bought some drywall. We've paid, paid some people to put some trim up. We've done some painting. Um, those aren't things that we do not for profit, but we, we take care of that. And, that that integrity piece, I think, is one of the things that has allowed us to be successful. Um, we get those customers, you know, like Kevin's saying, you know, even though even the ones that are a pain in the ass, they still call back. Um, they call back. Why? Well, because we did what we said we were going to do. Um, we came in and fixed our problem. Uh, hopefully, we charged them fair enough um, that you know we made money. We're going to be here again tomorrow, and uh, that's a. I don't know. That's that's the direction we've taken with it is is that hey, you know what? Some of this stuff is going to look super atrocious, expensive, but that's that's the name of the game. We got to we got to make money tomorrow so we can be here tomorrow. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Andy. Um you, you got to stand behind it no matter what the situation is. With your employees, you got to stand behind them something they didn't do just because maybe they were having a bad day. They were distracted. You know, anything's possible. You turn that into a teaching moment. Don't do it again. Um, I don't think anyone um, I personally deal with in my company is uh, malicious in any way that they're going to, you know, do something that's, you know, they all get it. They all, they all have their, oh, I got to go to that customer. You know, I'm like, yeah, just, you know, Put a big happy smile on, you know, and, 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 and just, you know, they pay their bills. This is good. You know, move on. Um, I think, uh, yeah, 
taking one on the chin for like his own some new wood floor or new ceiling a nice new paint job yeah that's part of it you know it's okay you know looks good in the end (laughs) yeah yeah, you know, there's a lot of, you know, you see guys joking around, guys and gals or whatever from the field on their phones, you know, on Instagram or Facebook, wherever you're spending time, you see these guys. And, you know, there's a lot of pride in what people do. And then there's some joking around, like I said, you know, like, ah, you know, we just we just go and we change a cap and, you know, it's 400 bucks and we're on our way. You know, whether that's true or not, or, you know, whether these people are you know, saying one thing on, on social media, which is probably the case and doing another. Yeah. But you know, I mean, but I think it's worth talking. I, you know, look, I'm not one to tell people how to run their business or anything. Uh, I usually can only speak for myself. You know, I'll only speak for myself, but I will say this, like, if you're going to, if you say you're going to do something, this is just a rule of life, right? Like if you say you're going to do something, you got to do that. And especially if it's going to be, you know, as a representation of your business or, you know, face to face with that customer or whatever. I always think like, I just couldn't look somebody in the eye if I told them I was going to do something and I charge them for it, but I didn't do it. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I think it's just worth bringing up. That's all. No, do as you say, say as you do. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't. And that's why if you're, you know, people get the candidness, especially um, uh, us as Seaside, um, they don't, uh, there's no sugar coating shit, you know? Um, it's what it is. It's yeah. your house. It's your problem. How can I help you? Well, I think that's why I like it when things just aren't working before I show up so much because I love leaving when it is and it'll be like, yes. here you go. There's the proof. It's right there. <laughs> I did it. Yeah. And you're doing the fist pump on the way to the truck, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah I got that one. Nice. Done. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Those, those, those mysterious ones that you, you're like re- ready to tap out. they're the worst because you're like god dang it how do you how do i charge this customer for that yeah i think john thompson had uh, posted just something about that here i don't know it was yesterday or day before on his uh on his story about you know going and looking for a leak you know so he goes in he spent like three hours in this guy's house trying to find this leak can't find it i don't you know i don't know what this i don't know what the circumstances were but nonetheless he goes you know in the end i didn't charge the guy because I didn't find anything. I didn't do anything for him. I wandered around his house and like looked at stuff. You know? He goes, when it when it gets worse, the guy's gonna call me. I guarantee he's gonna call me. Yeah. And that's exactly right. Um my dad said he you know, he would be like, Hey, you you gotta you gotta you gotta give one, you gotta give something. Yeah. You know, you, it's not all take. Yeah. You know, the nana banana with her emergency switch off for the heating season. You walk in, you're like flip all right see you later how much yep. do i owe you have a good day you know yeah those those feel good though i have yeah. charged for thermostat batteries in the past oh yeah of course it's, yeah. yeah it's yeah. come up a couple times where i felt like i did i did in fact need <laughs> to charge them for that well yeah because you take the circumstance because we've asked us like i've had some people hey is the red switch in the you have a red switch that's up high in your house somewhere like one foot from the ceiling that says gas emergency switch no I, uh, okay do you want to walk through the house while we're on the phone i don't have one okay yeah all right I had, yeah. I had one of my texts here you, you said thermostat batteries eric and it makes me chuckle because so we've we've had you know had this long-standing thing we've got a 
like a, a price matrix, you know, if, if the item costs X, then this is what you mark it up and blah, blah, blah. And you go on down the road and, you know, it's our minimum and blah, blah, blah. Well, so, he, you know, my uh, new tech, you know, he probably been working for me for a month or whatever, goes into a, a longtime customer of ours, his house. And that, that's exactly what it is. He needs two AA batteries. Well, he, for whatever reason, doesn't have them on his truck. So he's like, all right, well, homeowner's not home, right? Oh, boy. And so he's like, crap. So he runs down to the gas station, buys, you know, an eight pack of AA batteries for like 11 bucks, comes back, marks it up to 25 bucks, whatever the, the rate is, comes in, you know, slaps the batteries in there. He's at, he's skipping down the road at like 31 minutes into the call and sends the customer bill for like, you know, whatever, $185 to put in two AA batteries. <laughs> and I'm like, well, Jesus, you know, okay. So I don't, you know, and I, I call the tech, you know, like three hours later, you know, like, Hey, what'd you find up at Tom's house? And he's like, Oh yeah, it's just AA batteries. I ran down and grabbed some. I'm like, all right, sweet. You know, cool. You know, just checking in. And, and then I get a call from Tom and he's like, <laughs> knew that was coming. <laughs> what the hell dude. And I'm like, Whoa, what's, what's, what's going on? He's like, I just, I just paid you $185 for two AA batteries. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, all right, let me, uh, let me look into that. <laughs> I don't know. Did you though? Like that, you can't say this to Tom in that story, but yeah. you know, it's that whole, uh, you know, the ships broke down, nobody could fix it. They call the specialists in, he hits one thing with this hammer and then they sends him a bill yeah, for right. 10 grand, you know, like, <laughs> you know, $1, you know, fix a ship, uh, right. you know, $9,999, you know, knowing where to hit it with the hammer experience kind of thing, you know, like, okay. Right. You're like, I don't know. Like, like I said, like I've charged for the batteries, but in my situation, it's always like what you said, Kevin, like, honestly, like I will yeah. try to fix things over the phone. I'll just say, Hey, you know, I, I, I would, I've had this, I've, I've spit out the same sentence a thousand times. I know this is going to sound weird, but it's probably been a while. Can you go over to your thermostat and change the batteries in it? Do you know how to do that? And you get one of two answers. The one I want to hear is, no, I don't know how to do that. Because then the person is just being honest with you. The one you hear almost, you know, almost always is, oh, yeah, the batteries. Yeah, I just changed those. Or, oh, yeah, I know how to do that. And they're like, if that's all it is. Right. (laughs) You know, it's like. Uh, and I and I bring it up that way every time with people because they just they don't want to believe you that their house is not working because of two 1.5 volt batteries, right? Wow. They got a drawer full of them, but if the two aren't in the two in that box on the wall aren't good, like everything stops, right? Sure and, does. It's so yeah, I've I've gone through those motions, and they insist that everything's fine. And, you know, I just need you to come out, which is fine, too. Guess what? People cha- people pay to have batteries change. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Nope. It's fine. It is. Some people are extremely grateful no matter what you do. Um, they just have those type of people, and they're happy to pay. They don't bitch about it. I they, agree. They're, they're happy that you either called, made an effort on the phone, or showed up. They're just like, oh, this is great. You know? Well... I'm going to leave it on that happy note. I'm going to close this out, guys. We've been talking for a while. Kevin, thanks a lot for coming on, man. Uh, Andy, Andy, once again, I think we got a good show here. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. Uh, We're going on a full year now with this podcast, and we're having a lot of fun doing it. Thanks for your feedback. You can always hit us up on social media. You can email us. 
you can do all kinds of things to get in touch with us. Hit us up. Let us know uh, topic ideas or feedback on any one of these episodes. Have a good one.